taking the time to tune into our podcast today. I'm going to go ahead and start this one off by just taking off the mask and letting you know that I started this over 15 or 20 times and finally I just said, you know what, it is what it is. So I'm going to take my time and run through this podcast with you today and it is what it is. I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to take anything out from this point forward. So if there's a mess up, if there's a mishap, we're just going to go with it. Um, For those of you listening for the first time, this is Coenology, where we share a little bit of everything with you as the listener. Our hope is to come on here and share our testimony with you and encourage you along the way. Our podcast is a place where we take off the mask and tell you the good, the bad, the ugly. We laugh together. We cry together. We bring friends on and we talk about things of our life that maybe you can relate to in your own life. We never would have imagined that when we started this podcast a year ago, that it would be more than just a few listeners here and there. But here we are all the way through 2023, and we've had over 1,400 downloads. So we want to say thank you for that. Um, You can find us at coenology.podbean.com, or you can listen to us on all of your major podcasting apps like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and even Amazon Music. We hope that this next season of our podcast will encourage you. We know we haven't been on here to record in a while. We've had a lot of things happening in 2023, and I am one of priority, so I will take things and do what needs to be done, and if I become overwhelmed or feel like it's too much, then I put things to the side until we are able to get to them and do them um, at 100%. So we're hoping to start out 2024 with some good episodes for you, get on here and record some things that happened in 2023 and share a little bit of what we walked through with you so that you can be encouraged. Please feel free to reach out to us anytime, ask us questions, share your story with us. We would absolutely love to hear it. I'm going to take some time and reflect on 2023 with you. We're going to take a journey through our year. If you take a moment and pay attention to the conversation that takes place this time of year, you'll find that so many people are ready for the year to be over. They always say things like, well, 2023 was rough. I'm ready for a new year. I'm so over 2023. I'm ready for 2024. Um, But I want to encourage you to bring out the good things in 23. Don't start 24 with the negative words of 23. Don't bring any of that negative stuff over with you. Um, Stay positive. Think about the good things that happened. One reason that I believe we do this is because so often we end the year with one of the most stressful times of the year. It always seems to leave us tired. It leaves us worn out. It leaves us, you know, broke. (laughs) Um, Christmas can be exhausting. Trying to make sure that you have to take the money that you really don't have and buy gifts that you don't really need to live up to a standard that you didn't even set. Um, There's always a dynamic around the holidays of those who truly enjoy it. And then you have those that get worn out by the seasonal stress. Uh, You have the Cindy Lou Who's and the Grinches, if you will. Um, But during this time, whenever there's like an increase of stress and an increase of anxiety and a hustle and bustle of trying to get everything done for the holidays, there's also an increase of sickness. There's an increase of negative. Um, I'm not a medical physician, but I do believe that this increase in sickness around the holidays is because our bodies take on that internal stress and it's created 
around this time of year, that stress of having to live up to what the holidays are supposed to be or what we think they're supposed to be. And then as a, a result of that, our bodies start to break down. So I want to break that persona. I want to encourage you first and foremost to just stop and take a moment and reflect on all that was good for all of 23, but especially right here at the holiday season. Um, the good food, the cool weather, the beautiful decorations, the music. Lord knows we love decorations. We really love to decorate our house for Christmas. Um, the music is always great. Uh, spending time with family, even if it's just one or two, you don't have to have all 50 people in your family showing up to consider it family time. The holiday season is exactly what you make it. Don't place too much emphasis on the things that don't matter. Should you buy presents? Should you not? How many presents are too many? I hear people all the time say, well, Jesus got three. Yes, Jesus got three. But that doesn't mean that there are a number of presents that are considered too many based on a standard that someone else sets. Should you go on vacation or should you stay home? When do you put up the tree? Should you wait till after Thanksgiving? Should you do it before? When should you take it down? Should you do it January 1st? Do you do it January 15th? Do you do it on December 27th? How many people showed up for the holidays? Who didn't show up? All of those things we can get hung up on. But at the end of the day, the truth is that none of that stuff really and truly matters. The only thing that matters is did you make the most of the moment that you were given? I've learned that the holiday season can be stressful but can also be full of joy and peace. It can be a time of depression and loss to think about those that are no longer with us. If you had someone pass away in 2023, the holidays can really be tough, but it can also be a time of gratitude where you give thanks for the memories that you do have. I want to start out by saying that our prayer is that everyone made the most of this holiday season and that if you didn't, you'll begin to do so going forward from this point forward. The purpose of this podcast is going to be to share with you our journey all the way through 2023 and how it was a year of transition for us, a year of restoration, motivation, and vision, a year of growth. I'm going to share with you our journey, and then we're going to take some time to set your journey for 2024. We started 2023 not really knowing what was going to take place. As many of you do, we start a brand new year and no one knows really what's going to happen in the year to come. But we stepped out on faith and we knew that regardless of what was going to take place, God would lead us to where we were supposed to be. So beginning in January of 2023, we were praying for a vision for the year. This is not like a New Year's resolution. This is going to be different. So we're praying for vision and a sense of direction for our year. We've done vision boards in the past, and I know many people still do vision boards. Um, if you don't, then I encourage you to do this. Get a place in your home and, and buy you a board. A little cork board would be fine. Um, hang it in a place that you can see it on a day-to-day -day basis. It can be in your office, in your bedroom, some nice place in your home. Decorate it up and make it a place of vision that you can see it every single day. Put it in front of you so you can be reminded. Find you a scripture that defines your year. Get a word that speaks to you in a direction that you want to go. Our year for 2023, our word was to be present. 
we really focused on being present in the moment. Find a place that you want to visit for the year and put a, put a postcard on this board to remind you that you want to go there. Make that your goal. Plan your year with purpose and direction. We were in the process of planning out our year for 2023 and we wanted to accomplish a lot of things, but we were struggling. 2023 wasn't giving us a vision in January. We were not really sure what was happening. Um, we wanted to write down exactly what we thought we should be doing for 2023, but nothing was coming to our heart. Nothing was coming to our mind. The days were passing on and on and, and we're not getting a clear direction. And so we both started to just pray deeper and fast more about what we really should be doing. And it felt different. Uh, we went to a revival early in January and it was here that all of our plans really changed and got turned upside down. The revival was absolutely amazing. And this is where we began to receive direction in our spirit. Um, neither one of us actually talked about it with one another at the time. So for like, you know, the next week or so, we just sort of kept it to ourselves and really pondered on it within ourselves. Um, this is one reason that we knew 2023 was God's plan for us and not our plan, because we both had confirmation within us that we didn't even have to talk about. So I started looking back for the purpose of this podcast. I take notes usually in church. Whenever another preacher is preaching, I'll always write down what they're preaching about and anything that stands out to me. Um, and one of the preachers was preaching on stirring up the gifts that are within us. And it was certainly a theme for us this year. And I'll talk about that more in just a moment. But um, the next night, a different preacher was speaking and he spoke on living in unusual times and how when you live in unusual times, it demands unusual action. Now, I don't know about you, but we are definitely living in unusual times. Things are just different. We have cars that drive themselves. Everything is online. You can buy anything and everything online. Um, there's a constant fight in government. It's just unusual for you to even see any more government getting along. It's always the left versus the right. It's always the Democrat versus the Republican, the elite versus the not-haves. You have this, this persona of tragedy. There's news every single day with tragedy that takes place all around the world. Um, there are things that we're having to hear about that are unprecedented, meaning they've never happened before in history. And it's in these unusual times that we are supposed to do things different. The preacher spoke about how normal church during unusual times was not going to cut it anymore. And that spoke to us in our spirit tremendously. He spoke how sticking to routine and the way of doing things you've always done, the way, the way that you do things, being that um, to keep doing things that you've always done the same way. He spoke on that's not going to work anymore. That's not going to cut it. Living in unusual times mean that you're going to have to do something different. So I want to stop and let someone know that the way you used to do it and the way that you've always done it might not cut it anymore. You might have to do something different this year. I started to think of how we can get comfortable and complacent in our walk with God and serving in ministry, but even more so how we can get comfortable and complacent in our personal lives. 
our marriages and our relationships and our friendships and our finances and the everyday routine of life. It's when we get to this point that something has to shift for us to get to the next level. And that's what I'm calling this first podcast is it's really the last podcast for 23, but the first for 24, the next level going from where you've been to where you're going. We were sitting in this revival and the preacher started to speak over the year 2023. And he was speaking to the direction of 23 and we received every single word of it. He placed an emphasis on the number 23 and how the number 23 means God with us. Numbers are used all throughout the Bible. And if you've ever listened to anything that I preach or I teach, I use numbers a lot because I think it's very fascinating. But um, for example, the number one means unity, being united. It speaks to the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, The number three conveys meaning of completeness, similar to that of number seven. You'll find several references to the number three in the word of God. For example, the Trinity, even though the word is not really mentioned, the concept of Father, Son, Holy Spirit is. Um, Jesus prayed three times in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was arrested. He was placed on the cross at the third hour of the day, which is 9 a.m. There were three hours of darkness that covered the land while Jesus was suffering on the cross. Jesus was dead for three days in the tomb. You can see the numbers there referencing three, three, three. The number five is the number of grace. The number seven is the number of completion and perfection. There's seven days of creation, seven days in a week, seven churches in the book of Revelation, seven notes on the musical scale, seven colors in the rainbow. Then you have the number 12, which is the number of uh, God's power and authority serving as governmental foundation, the 12 disciples. You've got the 12 tribes of Israel. You've got in in Revelation chapter 12, the church, which is symbolized as Christ's bride wearing a crown that has 12 stars. Um, In Revelation 21, which is just 12 backwards, there are 12 gates to heaven made from 12 pearls, which was made from one single pearl. You can see the trend there. Numbers are very important within the Bible. So we're sitting here in this revival and the preacher brings attention to 23. Now remind you, we have no vision, no direction, no motivation really as far as what we wanted to do and see for 23. We knew that things were going to be different. We had just come out of um, a very difficult five years. And for those of you that know our story and our testimony, we definitely knew we had to have direction, but we just weren't sure which way that would be. And so we're sitting there and he brings attention to the number 23. And 23 represents God being with you. One of the most profound things I can recall him saying is that we would walk through the year 2023 and there would be moments when we would be blown away by the presence of God and feel as though he's literally standing right there beside us. Some of the scriptures that he shared was like Zechariah 8 and 23. It says, thus says the Lord of hosts, In those days, ten men from the nations of every tongue shall take hold of the robe of a Jew, saying, Let us go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. 
Jeremiah 23 and 23, am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Meaning, am I not a God that is with you? Am I not a God that is in your presence right now at hand? Matthew 18 and 20, for where two or three are gathered, there's your 23 right there. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. And then we have, of course, the popular Psalms 23, the Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For you're with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Through that whole psalm, you can literally see God with you. God being with you and for you and not against you. Matthew 1 and 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So when we look back over 2023 as, as a couple, we can truly see the hand of God with us literally the entire way. There's so many moments that we would stop and just look at each other and say, don't even try to explain that to anybody. They would not understand. That's definitely a God thing. Does that mean that 23 was easy? No, it does not. Does it mean that we didn't have moments of stress and anxiety and depression? Certainly not. Does it mean that we walked through 2023 without a single care? No. What it does mean is that I can sit here with you and share our story and all of the good and the hard times of 23 and let you know that the hand of God was with us the entire time. I'm able to share with you that we've walked through a year together and God kept every single promise that he's ever made. So what did that look like for us? What was in our 23? We definitely had a lot going on. Uh, too much of the outside world would look in on our lives and say, uh, it would appear as though all you guys do is work. <laughs> we definitely stay busy. We definitely work all the time. But to us, it feels like we're just walking in his promises. Um, one of the things that came from 2023 was stepping out on faith and recording this podcast. Um, and if you have never recorded a podcast before, or never even recorded yourself it is very awkward. As I mentioned to you before, I started this one in particular over five or six times before I finally just said, whatever, I'm just going to go with it. And if I mess up, I mess up. It's fine. Um, so I'm gonna, not going to edit this one whatsoever. It's just going to be, it is what it is. Um, but in starting the podcast, we wanted to have a way that we could share a little bit of everything in ministry, in life, in our personal lives with anyone that wanted to listen and join us along the way. We wanted to take it ministry outside of the walls of our home and in the digital world that we live in, we knew that a podcast could do that. So we did not have a clue on how to start one, how to record one, how to edit one, 
or anything. We just knew we wanted one. Um, And it didn't have to necessarily be a podcast. We just wanted something to be able to share our story out loud. But in our journey, God led us right into the path of someone that was able to sit down with us and get us started, which I think is still a really crazy part of the beginning of 23 for us. But um, so Brother Mark from Jessup Church of God, we say thank you for taking the time to be able to do that. And we are so thankful in you helping us get started. Um, So the podcast is the first thing that comes about for 23 for us um, that I wanted to mention to you. But it's definitely not first in the line of all that was happening. Um, I started a new job working at Liberty University. For those of you who don't really understand how profound that is, I'm going to try my best to share it with you from the bottom of my heart. You would first have to understand my love for education, my calling and my purpose here on earth. I know without a doubt includes teaching others. I absolutely love it. I would do it every single day, whether I got paid for it or not. My passion for the word of God is to teach it to others on a level that they would understand it on a level that makes them want more. So when I lost my job unexpectedly in education, one that I had worked my entire life for, one that I gave my entire life to, I was forced to work outside of doing what I love. So I want to stop right there and just let you know that if you're in a place and you are doing something that you do not love, there's purpose in it. There's definitely purpose in every single thing that you're walking through. I spent five years working in the business world, which is completely outside of everything that I enjoy doing. Um, I realize now that those years were very necessary. They taught me so much of what I needed to know for our life today. Part of what we're doing today is business. Jessica has the travel and selling travel with Sojourney Travel. And so that includes us knowing how to run business. Well, I needed that five years to be able to pull it into this next season that we're in. But during that time, during those five years of working in the business world, I felt lost. I literally felt outside of myself. I felt out of place. I was uncomfortable because it was not what I was used to. It was not what I knew. Every single thing that I did was a learning curve. Every single thing that I tried to do, I didn't know how to do. Teaching was second nature to me, but working in the business world was something that I had no clue how to do. But it was in the seasoning of being uncomfortable that I realized I was growing and I was learning I was actually being the student rather than the teacher. And that's really hard for some of us to do. There's times in our lives when we have to become the student in order to be the teacher along the way. Part of this season was in fact that I had to come to terms with what I thought would be the end of my career. I had come to the place in myself where I I said I would never ever be able to work in what I love again. So I would just accept working in the business world. I would just accept this new direction that was completely unlike anything that I was really used to in the world of education. And that was really hard to just look at yourself and say, 
the thing in which you love the most, you will not be able to do. But what I found was that the grace of God will always pave the way to your purpose. I really live my life by Romans 8.28, and I'll read it, but you probably already know it from the many times that I've shared it on here. But it says, for we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. I needed that season of growth and that season of healing. I needed those five years, even though I literally hated going to work. Um, It's not that I hated anybody I worked with or hated anything about the nature of it. It just wasn't me. It wasn't, I felt like I was walking outside of myself, but I needed to learn what I did not know at that time. And God started to put the desire in my heart to work in education again. This desire had slowly slipped away because um, education hurt me. It dropped me and it broke me. And if you've never been dropped and broken by something that you love, it's really hard to heal from that. But the desire to work in it just couldn't go away completely. I started to wonder why I would even want to go back into education. And I started to realize that it was not something I could prevent because it was my passion. It's inside of my heart. It's what I love to do. And your heart will always lean towards your passion. So in this season of 2022, we were coming to an end and I started to just say, you know what, I'm just going to apply. I'm just going to look outside of this and try at it one more time. Just see the direction maybe that I can go. I started to apply for different jobs in the field of education. And one of those, I really wanted to work in a Christian environment. Um, Working in the business world really taught me that business can be brutal. And the world that we live in doesn't embrace the, the Christianity beliefs all around us. And so I wanted to at least try to work in a Christian environment of believing. So I started to apply in different positions all around the country and and hopefully to work remote. And I I started to have interviews and I started to get responses back. And in this, my excitement started to increase at the possibility that I would actually get to work back in the field that I loved. And one of those interviews was for a financial aid position at Liberty University. Um, This was almost hilarious to me because uh, for those of you that don't know my full story, I was pretty much raised in a financial aid office. Um, It was going to be a field that I grew up in. I like to joke and say I was born and raised in a financial aid office in my job today um, because it's what my grandma did for 30 years of her career. I remember traveling all over the country and going to different financial aid conferences, spending every day after school, sitting in the financial aid office, waiting on her to get off. And so Financial aid only felt right whenever I was applying around and they responded for this particular job. I prayed about it. The door opened and I walked through it. And so here I am exactly one year later of working for Liberty University. And I can say that I absolutely love my job. I love what I do. I love where I work. I love everything about it. Um, Not only has it put me back in the world of education, But it's also paved the way for me to complete my lifelong goal of obtaining my doctorate degree. 
So for those who may be in a season of growth or a season of uncertainty, I hope that this encourages you to hold on and trust the plan, trust the process. Now let's shift gears towards Jessica's journey. Um, One of our prayers at the beginning of the year of 2023 was for us to be expanded and for God to take us to a new place to do something different. Well, that happened for me. I was going back into education and I was transitioning out of the business world. Um, We said that one thing we really wanted and one thing that spoke to us during that revival was that we wanted to make room for God to do what he wanted to do. And sometimes that looks very different from what we're used to. Remember, to live in this world of uh, unprecedented times, you have to do things differently. It's going to be different than what you expect. So Jess has always worked in the medical field. Every job she's ever had, for the most part, has been working in the medical field for a doctor of some sort. And this year, she had an opportunity that was unlike anything in the medical field. She saw on Facebook where one of our travel agents and a good friend of ours who owns her own travel company was hiring for new agents to work for her and her company. And it really interested Jess. Um, We'll talk more about this coming up in this year and some more podcasts later, but it really produced a lot of anxiety and fear because it was so different. It was unknown. It was something she had never done before. It would be a step of faith for her because it would require her to step outside of what she's normally used to and grow something from the ground up. But after praying about it and feeling like it was the right direction, she stepped out and she went for it. And here we are a year later, and after a long, extensive training process, she became certified and she started selling travel about July. So midway through July, all the way up until now, she's done extremely well. She has sold a lot of travel, unexpected, beyond anything she can comprehend. We were so excited the other day because she had someone reach out to her from TikTok. She has people reaching out to her constantly, asking her to book trips. Um, Sidebar and shameless plug, if you want to go somewhere or you're trying to think about going somewhere, reach out. We would love to book a trip for you. It can be business, personal, family vacation, doesn't matter. It doesn't cost you anything to use her as the travel agent. So just keep that in mind. You can like her page, Sojourney with Jessica Cohen on Facebook. You can also reach out to her, jessica.cohen at sojourneytravel.com, and she'd be glad to work with you. So with that being said, she's worked really hard, and she's made top 20 in the agency a few times and continues to set goals each and every month and meets them, even exceeds them. So it's allowed her and I to work together from home which has been so great. And I know we laugh about that a lot around the house because uh, we are completely different in how we work in our in our mentality. But um, we do share an office, which has been interesting to say the least, but we do absolutely love it. It lets us spend time together and focus on what really matters to us and our family. So that's just our careers for 23. And we've already seen the hand of God moving over and over again just in that. But it's just the start. This next one is when the real test started to happen. It's when it really started to test our faith. It's when both of us stepped into fear and grace at the same time. In January, around the time that we were experiencing all of this growth and change in our life, I realized that I couldn't grasp 
that vision for ministry like I had been able to in the past. Normally, I would have already had the vision for the year planned out, a vision board set, things we wanted to accomplish in ministry during this particular season. I wasn't getting anything, though, neither one of us. We had sat down several times to talk about it. We had tried to plan it out, write it down, and we weren't getting anything on paper. We couldn't get anything to come to our spirit, to come into our heart of what we wanted to do during the season that we were serving in ministry. And at this time, we were serving as the young adult pastors for the church that we were at, and we were both serving in the worship and praise team. I was playing piano and she was singing alto. And so this was concerning for us because it was something that we hadn't really experienced before. We had always really been motivated to have a direction and where we wanted to go, but it's not, it wasn't happening at the beginning of 23. So I was sitting in my office one day at the beginning there, and it was just a few days after the revival we had attended, and God spoke to me very clearly. It was one of those moments that's really hard to explain, but I felt it so strong in my spirit, and it was resonating with me to make room. And I've mentioned that a a couple of times already, but to be able to make room in our life meant that we had to trust him enough to step away from what was comfortable and make room for what he wanted to do. It meant to give back what he had given to us. It meant to step away from the life that he had given in that moment. And that was hard. It was a moment that I'll never forget because I became flooded with emotions I knew what it meant. I knew what it meant we had to do. It meant we had to step away from what I loved doing most, which was teaching the word of God in the place that I was at. And it meant that I would step away from playing piano and Jessica would step away from singing and we would take our family to nowhere. We had no plan. We had served for six years We had a great group of young adults that we had come to love very, very much. We had seen so much growth in them. We were used to serving and we were used to showing up every single service and and we were about to move from that into no plan. No plan and no place to go. Just the voice. Have you ever been to the place where you've got the voice but no vision? Playing piano and singing is what we absolutely loved most, but it meant that we would step away from that and step into nothing planned. I was supposed to be writing down a vision and God was wanting us to step out on nothing. Once we made the decision, then the vision started to become clear. We would be stepping into a season of growth But it was not the season we had planned for. We visited around at a a few different churches with friends, and that was part of something that we said we would do. We didn't want to not go to church. We knew God was going to, to send us in a direction. We just didn't know where. So we visited some friends at different locations, and the purpose of that was just to be able to go and worship with friends where we had not been able to before. And it was during this that we were visiting around that our direction started to change. We went and visited the church that we're at now, and it did not go as we expected. We had previously been to this church um, 
at a revival. And we knew that we loved what we felt. We knew we loved the people there. We loved the pastor and the pastor's wives who are our really, really, really great friends today. And we, we love them so much. But when we visited on this particular day, we started to feel a shift within us. And it was something that, again, we didn't really talk about on the first day. We never even really mentioned it. I started to feel God to call us in that direction. And I had one of those conversations with God. Hold up, God. Rewind. I don't want to go there. I've shared that many times, you know, even uh, taking the mask off, sharing it in from the pulpit to the church. I was very honest in the fact that I didn't want the direction God was trying to give. So I want to encourage you that it's okay if you're feeling the way that you're feeling about the direction that you're going. Sometimes hesitation is normal. I didn't want to go. I thought this was about to be a season of growth and making room. And in our culture that we live in, that means bigger, better, right? It means going from old to new, from little to big. It means moving up, right? Well, sometimes moving up means a different direction than what you planned. This church didn't have a praise team. They were newly established and it was about to be a lot of work. I said, Lord, I don't have time for that. You know all that I'm trying to do in our lives and, and we've started new jobs and we have new direction and we're trying to, I'm, I'm back in school and I'm, I'm in classes and, and the conversation with God was very much real to me. And I talked to him just as if I'm talking to you right now. I said, God, I'm not coming here. I don't need more work to do. I don't start a new job. Jessica has a new business. Besides that, we don't sing together. And then it hit me. And it really started to break me. We don't use our gift to its fullest potential. I started to say things like, I don't even know how to lead in this area of ministry. I've always just led to a certain level and then stopped. Someone else always was leading beyond my leading. I just knew how to play piano. I knew how to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit. Clearly, I wasn't doing a great job of that on this service because I was having a straight up argument with God. God spoke to me and said he was going to use me in this place and use my family in this place. And that's where we would be going. So fast forward to th through 2023 and here we are. We have served here ever since Easter Sunday. And that very first Sunday, I decided we would sing the song Make Room. And it's been the song of 2023. Ever since that service, God has proven time and time again that if we just step out in obedience, he would hold up his end of the deal. He's not going to wreck his reputation on you and fail you. We've seen lives saved, salvation after salvation. We've watched the church itself grow spiritually. We've watched friends of ours step out on faith themselves and grow tremendously. My vision for 2023 coming there was to develop, a, started to develop more clearly and then I was able to receive vision and cast vision. I actually wrote it down whenever I started there that I wanted to take that particular church, that particular ministry, 
serving in the worship and, and praise ministry and develop real disciples. I wanted people to would be able to serve without me being present. I wanted the music department to not be based on me. I didn't want us to come in and be the only people that sing songs. I didn't want us to be the only piano player. I didn't want the church to not be able to function without us present. I wanted to build a team and a family. And as I sit here and record this podcast, God held up his end of the deal. We've been able to step away for several services in December and travel and take family vacations. And the praise team has continued to lead worship. We don't have one. We have two piano players. We have two drummers, a bass player, a guitar player, five praise team members. And God is continuously allowing us to grow, not only in number, but individually and spiritually. This is not because we are anything special. It's not because we brought anything to the table. As a matter of fact, if you would have heard that first service, we needed to do more than make room. We needed to practice. Our first singing service to where we are today, we've actually seen growth, so much growth. We've heard growth. As we look back over the year, I start to look back over my notes for this particular podcast, and I realize that during the revival back in January, there was a sermon preached before the one about living in unusual times. It was preached on fanning up the flame. Your potential inside of you is ready for the next level. We were serving but we were actually starving for the next level and we didn't realize it. Second Timothy 1, 6-7 says, For this reason, I remind you, we have to be reminded sometimes, to fan in the flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. This new season of fanning up the flame and the gift of God that he had given us was definitely met with fear. We were fearful at the beginning of 23. Have you ever noticed that whenever something new is coming in your life, there's always some underlying fear there? What would our friends think of us? What would our family think of us? Would we ever be asked to serve anywhere else? Were we just physically tired and were we missing the mark? Definitely not. Trust me, when I tell you that we were met with all of those comments, we definitely were. We've had so many people talk about us since we've stepped out. We've had so many people share their opinions with us and not with us. That's when you know you're doing the right thing. Let me encourage you right now. Man did not call you. Man did not and cannot equip you. Man did not give you your gift and man cannot take your gift. God is the only one who can call and equip you and he's the only one you should be listening to. So when you receive the voice of God, you cancel out man's opinion. I sit here today and I wouldn't do one single thing differently. I'm actually able to experience what it means to walk in that spirit of power and love and self-control. 
I have experienced worship with my family that has never been experienced before in our, in our life together. It's been priceless. I've watched growth take place in our marriage, in our ability to sing with one another. I've watched my daughter step out and lead songs and minister to people. I've watched my wife sing songs that she never thought she would ever be able to or get to sing. I've watched my son step up and serve in the sound and media ministry. I've watched all of the people around us grow spiritually. We've been in services where the spirit of worship breaks out and the congregation spends hours just in his presence. I've experienced lives being changed and I've experienced practices where the praise team comes together and our plan is to practice for an hour or two and we end up being there five hours. That is something that I cannot explain to you but is worth every single negative opinion ever. I want to encourage you that it's time to allow yourself to go to the next level. You are not called to be complacent. You are not called to stay where you are and not grow. If you're growing where you are, then that's good. That's where you need to be. Yeah, you may be serving. You may be working within whatever position you're in, in in the church. You may be working in your job. This doesn't even have to be just ministry. But if you're not growing, then what are you doing? 2023 has been a year of growth for us. It's been a year where I have literally felt the growth in our life take place. I've watched it happen. We've learned so many new things. We've been pushed out of our comfort zone. We've experienced our gift growing, fanning it into flame. Our very first Sunday leading worship, like I said, was absolutely nothing like what it is today. So if you want that in your life, if you want to go to the next level, what are you waiting on? Why are you staying where you are? If we look at the lives of the disciples, it was all about growth. It was about getting them to the next level. It was about taking them from where they were and moving them to the place that God wanted them to be. He does not want you to stay at that same level. You see, people will want to keep you on a certain level as long as it's one step below them. You will experience people in this life that are power hungry. They're only concerned with them being in control. They have to have their hands in everything. And as long as you are under them, as long as you are one step below where they are, they're okay with where you are. But God is not interested in that. He's interested in taking you to the next level from where you are. And it has nothing to do with anyone else. When you fan up a flame, You're taking that flame from nothing, from small to dormant. You're moving it upwards. You're taking it from small and and useless and, and little, and you're growing it into a roaring fire. That's fanning up a flame so that it can be effective. You're taking your piano playing from basic to advanced. You're taking your singing from only being able to sing one thing to being able to sing whatever you want to sing. You're stepping into more. I'm so tired of watching people stay where they are. This mentality that you have to be complacent is truly, truly not what God wants for your life. There are people that are born and raised in in one spot and they stay there and they never step out and experience beyond where they are. They only see what they've seen and that's it. There's so much more out there. 
we should never become satisfied with being stagnant. If you're currently serving in a, in a position of ministry, take it outside of ministry. If you're, if you're in your marriage, if you have friends and friendships or your bank account or, or your work life, whatever it is in your life, is there growth or is it stagnant? Are you ready to take it to the next level? If you haven't grown in any of those areas in your life, then what are you waiting on? What is keeping you from growing? Our prayer for you in 2024 is one of increase. That you become intentional with everything that you're doing. That you allow 2024 to be your year of growth. Our pastor has shared a little bit of his vision with me for this coming up year for our church. And it's centered around the word effective. Being effective. Are you effective where you are? Do you leave an impact where you go? You can be present, but ineffective. Part of being effective is making an impact. It's being intentional about your growth from one place to the next. I'm not trying to get you worked up with a new year, new me saying, I'm over that. (laughs) I'm trying to let you know that it's more about being purposeful in stepping into what you're destined for in this life. You're destined for more. God called the 12 disciples and Jesus took them from where they were and made them into what they became. One of the series that I'm going to do on this podcast for 2024 is studying the 12 disciples, what it means to go to the next level. He took them from being fishermen to fishers of men. That's growth. That is taking them from where they were and moving them to the next level of what they became. This year needs to be your next level. It needs to be the year that you want to fan up that flame within you. You want to stop walking in fear and start walking in power and love and self-control. I want to encourage you to step into 2024 with a renewed mindset. Start the year out with some personal goals. First and foremost, I'd encourage you to spend more time in prayer and meditation with God. You can't build a relationship with someone you don't interact with. I want to encourage you to start the year out with some fasting. Put away and deny yourself. Break off some of the old you to become empty so that you can be filled up with the right things. I want to encourage you to not set yourself up for failure. Stop with the new year, new me, setting all of the new year resolutions and joining the gym and and all of those things that you're not ready for. Take it one step at a time. I know this isn't popular preaching or teaching, but if you've started a devotion plan every year for the last 10 years and you've made it halfway through January or to the 1st of February, stop. Chances are you're going to do that again this year. Let this year be different. Don't focus on quantity or how much you can do. Focus on quality. Take one scripture. Take one word. Just sit with it. Let it resonate with you. Let it speak to you. Stop trying to get more and more and more. Society says you're you're supposed to go after more, but that's not growing if you're going after more and failing at it. 
take your understanding of the Word of God to the next level by sitting with it. And lastly, let people talk. I've heard everything there is to hear about everyone else's opinion in my own life. I've heard everything there is to hear about what everyone else has to say about what I do and where I've been and what I've done and where we're going. I've had lies told on me about me about us. I've been the conversation around many dinner tables that I've never sat at. I have people who won't even go to church where I go to church. How's that for Christianity? I have people who need three or four Facebooks to match every one of their faces that they have because they spend time in conversation with others about me as opposed to with me. My advice to you is to let them. You don't have to fight your battles when you're going to the next level. Not everyone can go where you're going. It was only Abraham and Isaac that went up to worship. The crowd, the crew, the people, they had to stay back at the bottom of the mountain with the donkeys. If you read the King James Version, you can substitute donkey if you will. I want to encourage you that when you're going to the next level, God has people waiting for you that are on the next level. You will become what you surround yourself with. So if you want to become those people, then you stay on that level, but you're not called to that. You're called to be on the next level, to do the next thing. You're called to go beyond where you are. Your purpose is greater than their pettiness. So for 2024, let them go. Take you and yours and start stepping into your next season, your new season. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen today. Our goal for 2024 here on the Coenology Podcast is to teach you more, encourage you more, and to walk with you as you go to the next level. We want you to join us along the way. And this is your new year as you step into the next level of you. Mm-hmm.